welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Trey Stinky Fingers Jose. What's up, y'all? Up here in more than uh, one championship game, like me, because I'm only in one. <sighs> what a loser. Um, our third our third podcast podcast mate uh is not with us this evening tyler big herbie herbach um apparently he's got better things to do so um you're stuck with just the two of us today (laughs) that's pretty uh vindictive to say but yeah so um you (laughs) yeah we're we're missing a lot of iq on this episode but (laughs) it (laughs) looks like you show today this will be a fun one because uh me and jim we have plenty of opinions that's for damn sure (laughs) um it's championship week it is championship week championship week has started it started with the thursday night game of the cowboys taking on the titans or at least the titans um b squad um Mm -hmm. but there was a football game um it was a good one yeah it was all right um josh dobbs i think played pretty well actually for you know, not not throwing a football for a long time and then coming in and stepping right into a starting role. So um but today for today's show we're gonna go through every single game in the late window and then uh also give you our starts of the week. Um if you're looking for the games in the early window that is in the previous episode that came out. Um Wednesday, right? Or it came out yeah, Thursday. Well, it came out Thursday morning, but this episode is really what we're all about. We like to do our starts of the week. And um, at least for us, that's something we really hold pride on is our starts of the week. And we've been generally pretty accurate. Jim, you've been really on point this season with your starts of the week, if we're being honest here. Even though you've missed probably like five weeks, your percentage is very high. You've been calling <laughs> <laughs> You've been calling motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, it helps to not be there, but your percentage is high. <laughs> uh, you've been hitting on your starts of the week, so yeah, we'll we'll finish the episode with our starts of the week, and uh, I guess pay attention to Jim's because he ha- he does have the highest percentage uh, overall between me and him and Big Irby. Balling out. Um. All right, well, let's get right into these matchups and not mess around at all um the first matchup here the 49ers taking on the las vegas raiders um in las vegas the niners are now 10 point favorites <laughs> uh the over unders 41 and a half points fuck you I for think, the laugh <laughs> i think we obviously need to start on the raiders side of the ball with everything that's been uh dropping this week in terms of news um obviously i'm sure you all are aware at this point raiders have announced that Derek carr is being benched for the final two games of the season uh josh mcdaniels said it was so the team could evaluate the young qb talent on the roster but reports later came out that they don't want Carr to get injured as they look at potential trade options after the Super Bowl because if he were to get hurt obviously it lessens his value in in a trade but also they would have to pay him I believe there's an injury clause on his contract um, what I yes. read mm-hmm. um, 
So, um, and it turns out Derek Carr is not even going to be there. He's actually just going to stay home so that he's not a distraction, apparently, for the rest of the team. Um, so Jarrett Stidham will get the start this week and probably next week. Um, so I guess where this, you know, leaves us is how does Derek Carr being benched and the team essentially, you know, throwing the season away, um, where does that leave us with Josh Jacobs, Devonte Adams, and Darren Waller for, for the championship week? So, yeah, obviously the local Raiders fan on this podcast, I think the only person that's relevant for the rest of the year is going to be Josh Jacobs. They're going to lean on him heavily. I watched every preseason game like a true Raiders fan. And Jarrett Stidham, I'm not sure where the faith comes from with him. Um, the arm strength is not there. He can't drive it there. He has the size and the right uh, skin color to be on an NFL <laughs> roster. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that that, in there. That's, it, that's a bad take. I was mostly joking about that. But, you know, <laughs> he, he he is big and he's strong-armed. He does come out of Auburn. So, you know, people think that he does have potential. But even in the preseason, I'm, I'm watching him trying to drive the ball 25 yards downfield, and I'll, all I see is a noodle arm. I expect absolutely nothing out of this passing offense moving forward for the rest of the season. It's Josh Jacobs or die with the Raiders. Let, let's just be real. And from, yeah. from a dynasty perspective, if you have Derek Carr, um, I, I would hold on to him. He's going to yeah. find a new team. They're obviously moving on from him. There's a reason they're not, you know, they're, they're sitting him because they want him to have value and they also don't want to pay him for next year in case he gets injured. They're trying to trade him. So right. they're going to trade him to some team, and there's quite a few teams that do need a quarterback. It'd honestly be ironic if he ends up on the Texans where his older brother David Carr played. Yeah. Um, the, the Panthers are a team that comes to mind. I mean, there's quite a few teams that are looking for a quarterback right now. Colts. So, yeah. yeah. The Colts would be a great, a great place for him, honestly. That's probably the best place he could land. So from a dynasty perspective, definitely hold on to him. But if we're talking about immediate right now, it's Josh Jacobs or nothing. Devontae Adams, it, it sounds horrible, but I, I guess you have to start him this week. If you had Devontae Adams, would you start him this week in a game? You know, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him. Um, and and that sounds crazy. I know that. But, um, yeah, th- and I, honestly, I'm even worried about starting Josh Jacobs as well because I just I don't see how, you know, Josh Jacobs um, had a video before any of this news even came out um, where he's talking to the press and just talking about how frustrated he was with, you know, how much effort they put in and they don't ever get a win. And he's just frustrated with, with everything, um, as a whole from the organization. So with this happening now, like these guys are not going to be motivated at all to go out there and, and really play hard, you know, and, and give it, give it their all. And, and that makes me worried, you know, because Josh Jacobs, he's trying to get paid too. And I don't know what the Ra- Raiders plan on doing with him for next year, but he's his contract's up. So he doesn't want to get hurt either, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really concerned about playing Josh Jacobs or Devontae Adams. And honestly, it obviously depends on um, your other options. But um, if I have someone 
that's worthy of starting and I can replace Josh Jacobs or Devontae Adams, I probably would do that. Um, well, I, I see where you're coming from, but they're going to run Josh Jacobs into the ground because their passing sure. is not going to work. And he's on the last year of his contract. They're going to use the absolute shit out of him in the last, you know, these next two weeks. Whether but or not when, he likes it. When head coach says he wants to evaluate young talent, I'm, I'm sure he's talking about not just the quarterback position. It's probably um, all positions as a whole because they got to decide on if they're going to uh, pay Josh Jacobs next year as well. So they drafted Zamir White. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to want to see if he can carry the load on his own or or, or not. And I'm just – I. I'm avoiding the Raiders as a whole. I, I understand the thought process that, okay, they have a shitty quarterback in now. They're not going to be able to pass the ball. They're going to have to run it. But are they going to run it with Josh Jacobs like they have been all year? I don't know. I honestly, and that's, I don't want to leave, you know, my championship um, chances up to Josh McDaniels wanting to to test out young talent on his roster. So, um that's just my opinion. If I had Josh Jacobs, I would be extremely nervous about starting him, and I would find probably another option. Now, you might not have another option. You, you might not have someone that's worthy. but um, And in that case, obviously, you still roll out Josh Jacobs. But, yeah, if you got options, I would I would explore those for sure. That's my yeah, I, 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 I see where you're coming from. Josh Jacobs is still a starter, in my opinion. It, he brought you this far. And if you're in the championship game, it's probably because you do have Josh Jacobs on your team and he helped you in yeah. most weeks. So maybe not expect as much from him. And I and I definitely agree with the, the Zamir White take. You know, if he's trying to see what the young talent's going to, uh, what they're going to offer, Zamir White should get more touches. But if we're being real, if, if they're trying to be competitive, which I guess at this point they're not because they're sitting Derek Carr, you have to run with Josh Jacobs. He's undeniable. He's the best running back in the league, um, rushing yards-wise, and broken tackles, yards after contact. He's been absolutely on fire this year. Um, On the other side of the ball, uh, Debo Samuel has officially been ruled out for Week 17, so you will not have Debo in the championship. Um. George Kittle, you you obviously have to start. Um, you know, Brock Purdy's had a really nice connection with Kittle, which is great. Um, he's an automatic start. Um, Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Um, but what about Brandon Ayuk or Brock Purdy himself? Either of those guys, do you think worthy of, of starting? I really like Brock Purdy this week, which we'll talk about later in this episode. Hint, hint. Ooh, yeah. wow. Uh, four straight games with at least two touchdowns. Goes up against the Raiders, who have an absolute just hole at defense. One of the worst defenses in the league. He's going to have at least two touchdowns this week, for sure. All right, uh, let's move on. The Jets taking on the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, the Jets are one-and-a-half-point favorites right now. The over-under is 42-and-a-half points. And thank the Lord, baby Jesus, uh, Mike White is back in as the starter after missing hell the yeah. last hell yeah after missing the last couple of games with fractured ribs. 
Um, we all saw Zach Wilson was absolutely terrible again the last two weeks while White was um, injured. And it's really it's clear that the locker room wants Mike White to be the guy. Um, he's he's won over the locker room, um, and they just play better as a whole with with him at the helm. Wide receivers Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore have publicly stated they prefer White under center. Um, it is now being reported that Mike White is auditioning to have the starting gig for 2023 with White playing for his potential future. How do we see him playing against the Seahawks this weekend? Well, I'll just say they're making the White decision. You know, you got to go with the <laughs> White quarterback when you're thinking about these things. He makes and... all the White throws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's a ball player for sure. If you if you watch the Jets play, um, and you see any highlights when he is starting, this is someone. Uh, it reminds me of a more athletic Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know how to explain it. Like you know, they're very yeah. w- very willing to put themselves out there and just do whatever they can to win the game. The stats do against, go against Mike White, you know, for the last couple of seasons, but um. Overall, from a fantasy perspective, the, the Jets do perform way better when he's at quarterback. So, and that's really all we care about. It doesn't matter if they win; we want fantasy points, right? Or as a fantasy podcast, if Mike White's yeah. a quarterback, they do way better. Yes, they do. Um, I think Garrett Wilson is a, a must start with with Mike White back. I, I'm sure he's going to get uh, peppered with targets. Elijah Moore, I'm not really there yet. We still have to wait and see. It's, I mean, it's a you know, I guess Elijah Moore and Dynasty hold on to him. We'll see what happens in 2023, but obviously it's been a rough year for Moore. And uh, Garrett Wilson's the only receiver you should be starting um, as of right now for the Jets. Uh, but what about the backfield? Um, Zonovan White and Michael Carter uh, both have been pretty pretty bad the last couple of weeks. Um, and if you're relying on Zonovan White, uh, or Zonovan Knight um, is his name, uh, <laughs> Night. <laughs> yeah. Um you probably didn't make it. But um if you did, do you think uh you can you can run Zonovan Knight out there or Michael Carter this week? Well, the whole narrative this year has been that the Seahawks are not very good on defense in general. So you would think, yeah, but you know, in the last three weeks or so, both of them have been pretty horrible. I'm looking at my yeah. Carter stats right now. You know, he has 11 touches for 26 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of something in the receiving game, but nothing worth talking about. Zonovan Knight really gets no receiving work. And the only relevant thing that he's done in the last few weeks is he did score a touchdown against Buffalo in week 14, even though he does have 36 carries in the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. This is a backfield that is extremely volatile. I, I feel like... I, I would feel so uncomfortable starting either of these guys going into a, a championship weekend. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't I don't think you can trust it. Um and hopefully you have better options out there, which you should, because Zonovan Knight wasn't even on the fantasy radar to start the season. So um Kenneth Walker the third on the other side of the ball did not practice Wednesday, was limited Thursday with the ankle injury that's um been bugging him for the last few weeks. Uh, but I don't think managers should be, should be concerned, um, cause he hasn't practiced at all, um, really last week or the week before. 
Uh, last week he still had 26 carries and two receptions um, against the Chiefs. But how effective do we think he can be against the outstanding Jets defense, only giving up uh, 18 points per game to running backs, top 10 in the league? The Jets might have one of the best rush defenses in the league. They've only allowed seven rushing touchdowns all year and a season average of 87 yards per game. It's you know on the ground, 87 yards per game on the ground, mm-hmm. and 38 through the air. So I would temper expectations, but in this landscape, you do have to start him. Yeah, for sure. I'm uh I'm facing a kind of tough decision. I got a few good running backs in our home league. Um I got Kenneth Walker, Najee Harris, uh Alvin Kamara, um, and then I got some good receivers, so I'm trying to figure out which of those three running backs I want to play, or do I play all three? And uh it's been uh it's been tough. I've been going back and forth all week on it. So we'll see what I end up doing, but I do wanna start Kenneth Walker because he's been such a um uh, you know, force when he's healthy and, and playing well. Um, so like he could be truly a, a superstar running back in the league. So he we'll could be, do. but <laughs> the jets are allowing less than four yards per carry. It, it'll be a tough game. Even with majority carries, it's not like he is someone you would sit, but with your backfield with Kamara, Najee and him, I personally would lean towards sitting him unless you have absolutely no other wide receivers you could put in your flex i have amon Ra, t higgins and mike williams those are the three like guys that i would start just so. send it and start one of those three guys honestly yeah instead um, of kenneth walker that's how i would approach it honestly because it, it's gonna be a tough game for him even if he gets 20 carries it's all about him scoring a touchdown and they've only allowed seven all year they they have yeah. no multiple touchdown games again. They well they have two. Week two against the Browns, which Nick Chubb scored three touchdowns, and week fourteen, I'm guessing right now, when the Jets scored two. Other than that, they have so many games where no one has even scored a touchdown on the ground against them. Yeah, it's it's a nasty matchup for sure. So yeah, that makes uh makes the decision very tough. Um but let's move on to uh the receivers. Tyler Lockett practiced in a limited fashion on Thursday while still dealing with the fractured finger that he suffered against San Fran. Uh he's still dealing with swelling and the stitches have yet to be removed from his finger. The team is optimistic he'll be able to play, but it may come down to a game time decision. And I think we we all saw that when Lockett is not on the field, um, it really affects this offense greatly. Like he's a he's a key part into what really makes them go and what you know has made Geno Smith have such a a good year. Um, so I guess if Lockett plays, will you have him in your lineup? And if he doesn't play, do you still see Geno Smith as a startable option? If Tyrell Lockett does play, he's definitely at least flex-worthy. You know, he's only had really two bad games all year, which is week six and week one. But even in games where he only played, you know, 65% of snaps, 69% of snaps, he still gets double-digit points. 
So he's at least flex worthy. You know, if he's on the field, you definitely want Tyler Lockett to be in your offense. I wouldn't feel good about it going into championship weekend though, because you're you're thinking about what's going on. Sunday night game. If something goes wrong, you might be stuck with having to find a replacement. It's yeah. definitely uh definitely a sketchy situation to go into. And Gino, he's he's been slowing down a bit, little bit as the season goes on, but he's not the worst quarterback to be starting. I think DK is still must start, even though the Jets are second best against wide receivers on the year. Um, I just I don't think that's enough for you to not start DK, especially if he's out there by himself. He's going to get heavily targeted, so uh, I'd still be starting DK. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you 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 can't not do it. All right, uh, the Vikings taking on the Packers in Lambeau. The Packers are three and a half point favorites. The over under is forty eight points. Um, I guess let's start um, on the Vikings side of the ball. Tyler said he's done talking about Adam Thielen. I guess he's. <laughs> I guess he really hurt his Thielens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we knew what it was, man. He ain't that guy. It's touchdown dependency. Yeah, he's aging out. I mean, that's what we talked about, you know, at the beginning of this this season. Um, and that's you know that happens. He, you know, he wasn't ever really supposed to be in the league, anyways, and and made it there, and you know, obviously was a stud. But at some point, you know, it, age just catches up. Bro, so, he's thirty two years old. Yeah, uh, if you're old like us, you might be kind of stuck in this thought process. But all this shit he did was four or five years ago, and beyond right. that, it it nothing spectacular has happened since. So obviously, Jefferson, Hawkinson, both must start. Dalvin Cook must start, and Cousins. I think you can start as well. Um, Packers haven't been great defensively, so. Um, if Cousins is your best option, I, I'm okay with that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I would. I would wish I had Cousins in a couple leagues that, really, the league I'm in the championship in, where I have Jalen Hurts as one of my quarterbacks who's hurt. I'm going into this week with Davis Mills and um, I forgot the other quarterback, but you wouldn't be cool about it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also in a championship um, that had Jalen Hurts on the roster, and uh, that's it's killing me. Uh, but let's go uh, Gardner. Let's go Mustache. Um, on the other side of the ball in this matchup, yeah. the Packers side, Aaron Jones was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday after suffering an ankle injury against the Dolphins. He suffered it shortly after halftime and was barely used after that. Um, he should be able to play this weekend and should be good to go, but could be limited by the injury, could re-aggravate the injury during the game, which would be um, you know, terrible for, for managers um, if he were to miss a significant amount of the game. Also, A.J. Dillon has been on fire as of late um, and really, you know, being the guy that we thought he could be um, at the beginning of the season. In my opinion, um, as an owner of the team, I say A.J. Dillon is a must-start. Um, Aaron Jones, I'm a little worried about, um, mostly because of that injury and mostly because he's, you know, they have another option in the backfield that 
is capable of, you know, giving them what they need on the ground. And so it's not, you know, an absolute necessity for Aaron Jones to play, um, even though he's a great, you know, player. I'm worried about it. I mean, I think if I had other options that were good, I would look to maybe pivot off of Aaron Jones, but I understand that maybe some of you don't have different options. So I still think you can start him, but I'm I'm really worried about Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, I'd be skeptical about both. Um, definitely leaning on the A.J. Dillon side, but it's only because he's scoring touchdowns. You know, he has five touchdowns in the last four weeks, which yeah. is obviously great. Uh, reminds me of Jamal Williams earlier in the year where like you're not getting that many touches, but you are scoring touchdowns, which is going to get you points. So I'm leaning on the AJ Dillon side. That's for sure. And uh, you said the rest perfectly, you know, Aaron Jones, he brought you this far, but it, it's sketchy at this point. Um, the receivers, um, this is a great matchup. The Vikings have been torched through the air all year, especially on the outside but Christian Watson is day to day with that hip injury. Uh, hasn't hasn't practiced all week. Didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday, um, so it's not known whether or not he's going to be playing in this game. Um, if he is playing, you know it's a high ceiling, low floor play, kind of like Aaron Jones. Um, but I think Alan Lazard is is certainly in play here as well, and possibly Romeo Dobbs, just because of the matchup must win for the Packers. Um, and yeah, the Vikings have been torched through the air, and I'm sure Rodgers is you know chomping at the bit to do the same. So I'd, I'd say you can start Lazard. I, I'd say if Watson is active and you know good to go, I think you can play him. Um, and possibly Romeo Dobbs, if you're, you know, if you got maybe multiple flex spots and, um, you know, have some injuries on your roster or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if Christian Watson doesn't play this week. And if that is a story, um, I, I like Alan Lazard no matter what this week, just even if Christian Watson does play. And if Christian Watson doesn't play, yeah, Romeo Dobbs definitely an interesting little flyer if you're feeling frisky in yeah. your championship week. For sure. Um that's what you gotta do to win championships, though. You're gonna have to to make some some plays that maybe you're not totally comfortable with, but uh that's fantasy football, baby. Um, all right, the Rams taking on the Chargers. The Chargers are six and a half point favorites. The over under is forty one points. Um, starting on the Rams side of the ball, after they kick the shit out of the, um, whoa, I just had a brain fart. Who did they kill last week? Fifty four <laughs> to fourteen. The Broncos. Which is that's really right. nothing to brag about. Um, Cam Akers monster game last week against the Broncos. Um, he's had some nice outings over the last month. In fact, I think over the last three weeks, he's the RB one, um, for fantasy football. Probably the last Um, four. Yeah. He has six touchdowns in the last four weeks. Uh, he's going up against the chargers this week who are giving up over 23 points per game to running backs. The eighth worst mark in the league. But can you trust Akers in the championship week to do it again? 
you, you might as well. We, we've seen it so many times, uh, pretty much every year in fantasy, but where people get hot towards the end of the year. Uh, the biggest person that comes to my mind would be Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions last year. And that's what this reminds me of with Cam Akers being on the Rams. Um, he's been doing pretty damn well. And you kind of got to ride that hot hand. There's no reason to avoid it at this point. Would you play uh, Cam Akers or Aaron Jones? Mm. I like Cam Akers because he's getting majority snaps right now. Cam Akers is averaging more a higher snap percentage in the last four weeks than Aaron Jones has even seen in any game this this year. Yeah. Cam Akers is around 70%. And Aaron Jones has never even seen seventy percent snap percentage at all this year, so I, I'm yeah. with I'm with Cam Akers over that one. They were going to say Josh Jacobs, and I was like, oh, that's an even tougher one. All right, Cam Akers or Josh Jacobs? <laughs> it, it, that is a tough one, and I'm still leaning Josh Jacobs. I know you made a good argument with them leaning towards younger players, but um, they're they're still going to feign and pretend like they're competing, even though they sat their starting quarterback for the last nine years. So, <laughs> uh, Josh Jacobs, I, I still see Josh Jacobs getting uh, more points than Cam Akers this week. Man, that's tough. Um, it's weird to say that Cam Akers feels like the most sure thing out of those three running backs, you know, um, in week 17 here in the championship week, but it's kind of what it feels man. like. Yeah. It's, that's, we gave up yeah. on this guy. It was like yeah. week three or four. We're just like, fuck this dude. Well, I didn't even draft him anywhere because I thought he was being way overdrafted. And uh, and he was. And But now it's, um, you know, it's come back around. So, yeah. If anyway. you drafted him and you held on to him this long and he somehow got you to the championship, you should you play should... him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should get into the stock market because apparently you know how to like, hold on to something until it's productive. It's diamond hands. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what that means? Okay. Yeah. Diamond hands. Hell yeah. Hold. <laughs> uh, Tyler Higby. Had not scored a touchdown all season, but now has three TDs in the last two weeks. You think he's streamable? Well, if if I remember correctly, um, Tyler Higby was just downgraded to questionable. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw a notification today. Um, yeah, questionable for week 17. Um, that's a weird thing to see here. Uh, so his elbow is injured. He was limited in practice on Friday, and he's officially questionable to play against the Chargers. That's stay away from that. Rest. I don't know what they put in rest, but that's what I'm seeing. Hmm. I would. Uh, there's better options out there than I think, in my opinion. Um, Austin Eckler on the Chargers side of the ball was added to the injury report on Wednesday. Yikes! With a knee injury. Yikes, that kept him limited in practice and was limited again on Thursday. It sounds like he'll be able to play this weekend without any limitations, but uh, you got to keep an eye on his status to make sure there are no setbacks before kickoff. Um, I mean, if he's active and playing, you're playing him no matter what. But let's talk about Justin Herbert. Well, because... Real quick, before we move on, let me just say this. Uh, listed as a full participant in Friday's practice, no injury designation. Oh, okay. 
Austin Eckler yeah. should be good to go. So, yeah, keep going with what you're saying. Well, I wanted to bring up Justin Herbert just because he's been so terrible <laughs> for fantasy. I mean, they're winning yeah. games a little bit still, and, you know, uh, he's doing what he needs to do. But, man, for fantasy, he's just been absolutely killing teams, including my dynasty team uh, that he killed with the five-point fantasy performance that he put up last week against the Colts. I mean, if you're in the championship with Herbert, can you trust him, um, you know, in the championship week? Or are you looking for some of those stream, streamable quarterbacks like, um, you know, maybe a Jer- oh, if Jared Goff dude. is still available in your league, I would probably start it's, Goff. Dude, it's so thin. I, I'm in quite a few of these where I'm looking for a streamable quarterback, and it's not even Jared Goff. It's like it's literally just like Jared yeah. Stidham. Yeah. For the Raiders. And I'm just like, dude, if you're starting Jared Stidham in your championship game, good fucking luck. You're mm-hmm. literally just 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 go out and invest in any stock you want because it's <laughs> you're totally just taking risks, man. Um what what's crazy about Justin Herbert is how bad he's been. It's the definition of this fantasy year. He has yeah. not done very good. He's a number eleven on quarterback overall this year and he has not done very good right he has like what four games five games with more than 20 fantasy points and then his worst game of the year like you said was last week with 5.5 points but he's still the number 11 quarterback that's how bad fantasy has been this year yeah it's crazy when the Rams are extremely good against quarterbacks I, I, I just want to drive that point home I'm avoiding Justin Herbert you know, in the last three weeks, uh, the Broncos do suck. But the Rams played the Broncos, the Packers, and the Raiders. In the last three weeks, the Rams have allowed two touchdowns, but have had seven interceptions. Hmm. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, I guess if you if you've survived somehow with him um, every single week, I guess play him again. But because um, like you said, there probably aren't better options out there on the waiver wire, but. Yeah, that's, you're gonna uh, fuck yourself, tough. man. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd I'd almost take a streaming quarterback. Fuck it, at this point, just take Jared Stidham. Like, you think Justin Herbert's gonna tear apart the Rams? The Rams have been shutting people down. They shut down. Russell Wilson has sucked this year, but Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Derek Carr. None of them yeah. have done for more than 300 yards. Only two touchdowns in those three games. It it's pretty bad. But if I want to play devil's advocate. Geno Smith did throw three touchdowns on him four weeks ago. <laughs> there you go. So you tell me there's a chance. Uh, a very fucking small chance. Um, Tyler wanted to bring up Gerald Everett, but I don't think we have to. Like you, you shouldn't be starting Gerald Everett. He's too way too deep in the um, you know, the target rankings for this team. There's just too many other weapons, too many other guys they want to get involved consistently. He didn't even have a target last week. Um, so, yeah, you, sh- you shouldn't be starting Gerald Everett at all. Wait, you, you feel should be? Or shouldn't. Should, should okay, not. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, definitely not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not fucking with this offense this week. Not doing it. Um, Steelers taking on the Ravens um, on Sunday night football in Baltimore. 
The Ravens are two and a half point favorites. The over under is only 35 points. That's crazy. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Good job, Ravens. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. Um, George Pickens had a solid game with Kenny Pickett back at the helm, catching all five of his targets for 54 yards and a touchdown. Um, do you think he's flexible in the championship week? I would say no. What do you say? That is, yeah, I feel like that is, it's a deep play at this point. You know, um, George Pickens, a lot of talent there. But with this offense, it, it God, it, it's horrible. He, he's like the biggest producer on this offense, and he's still getting only five targets per game. Yeah. So I, I, I can't fuck with it. This is one of the worst offenses in the league, and we're talking about fantasy, so that means they don't do absolutely anything. Um, they completely ruined Pat Fryermuth, which just hurts my soul to the <laughs> core. Yeah. They so did. I'm avoiding all of them. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's really just Najee Harris. Um, yep. You know, I, I mean, I guess you could start Pat Fryermuth. He did have eight targets last week, caught seven of them for 66 yards. So, you know, I mean, it's the tight end position. So I would say you can start Pat as well, but uh, it's really just Najee. And, yeah, that's it's, it. It's a rough one. Yeah, and that's how bad tight ends have been. Pat has barely done anything all year. In the last five weeks, he has 16 catches for rough estimate, 220 yards. He's the number six tight end PPR. Number eight in standard leagues. Like, what yeah. is happening this year? I, I know the recession is happening, but why is it affecting fantasy <laughs> football? This is bullshit. Can't we enjoy something in this country? Uh, I know. I know. Um, on the other side of the ball, it looks like Lamar Jackson's probably going to miss another game. Um, or is it official? Is he officially out now? Uh, he is. He's officially out. Tyler Huntley is going to be the starter, yes. Okay. So you won't have Lamar for your championship game. Um, that sucks, but the Ravens don't need him really until the playoffs. So it doesn't really surprise me. Um, so Tyler Huntley will be the starter again this week. Um, and it really, it's just led to the Ravens being super reliant on the running game and has absolutely killed Mark Andrews. <laughs> Um, he's been, uh, oh, yes. he's been tough the last few weeks. And honestly, I mean, you probably have to start him again, but maybe there's some different options you can pivot to because it's been, it's been rough going, uh, for Mark Andrews. Uh, we'll talk about him later in this episode because someone does have faith in Mark Andrews for some fucking reason. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but. Yeah, it's crazy. He's still number five in standard, number three in PPR, and this guy hasn't done anything since week six. That's how we already talked about it. That's how bad the landscape is. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's surprising. I I don't know if I would be wanting to start Mark Andrews, but yeah, again, the the landscape is pretty bleak. Um, 
head coach John Harbaugh did say that both Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are off of the injury report officially and will not be on a snap or carry limit. Dobbins came back from IR absolutely on fire, and then Edwards led the team in rushing last week. So what do we expect from these these backs, and how do we see the split going this week? And, you know, are you comfortable starting either of them? God, I hate what the NFL has become because, yeah, J.K. <laughs> came back, and he was on fire, but we talked about it a little bit, you know, JK was definitely on fire because of some big runs. You yeah. know, he, he did finish his carries haven't changed. His snap percentage hasn't really changed. You know, he's around 40% snap carry or snap percentage. And he's averaging about 14 carries per game, but you know, the yards per carry weren't there. So he didn't have a double digit game. And Gus Edwards being back. <sighs> I feel like it, God, it's so cloudy. Neither of them. I I would not feel comfortable starting neither of them, but if I had to really put my money on somebody, it's J.K. Dobbins because he's still getting majority carries. Yeah, I would agree. I I would say if if you have other options, I would would explore those options for sure. Um, At this point, there ain't no options, man. Yeah, that's true. And all the leagues that I'm in, the waivers are so thin. I'm looking at like, team's fourth wide receiver like it's <laughs> it's so bad at this point like you kind of have to ride with what you got on your on yeah. your team for sure all right let's move on to the monday night football matchup and this one should be a banger um, with a ton of fantasy relevant players on both rosters being the last game of the championship week um, i'm sure it's it's going to be crazy going into Monday night football waiting on the bills and Bengals game to see a who banger takes the championship. Yeah. The Bengal banger. Um, right now the bills are one point favorites. The over under is set at 49 and a half points. They're playing in Cincinnati. The weather is supposed to be good. Um, not super windy or cold. I mean, sure it'll be cold, but not, um, not like last week. So should be lots of points scored. Um, big game for both of these teams. A lot to play for in playoff seeding. So, yeah, it should be, should be nuts. Um, last week, the Bills were forced to rely on their running game as they were playing in 60-mile-per-hour wins in Chicago. Uh, but they had excellent results as both Devin Singletary and James Cook had their best games of the season. Um, now they're taking on the Bengals where the weather's not expected to be a factor. So can you trust Singletary or Cook in your lineups for championship week? Once again, we're talking about another committee backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, Devin Singletary did have a good game last week, played over 50% of the snaps, had 12 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown. James Cook, we've been talking about him quite a bit in the last few weeks, thinking that maybe he is going to be the guy. He had a one-off game last week. Played less than 50% mm-hmm. of the snaps, had 100 yards and a touchdown. Devin Singletary is the guy I'm trusting in this backfield. Yeah, I would agree. I wouldn't want to start either one of them, but if I had to, it would be it would be Singletary. 
Um, obviously, Stefan Diggs, you're you're starting, um, but I think uh, Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox are both in play here as well as some. Uh, you know, Gabe Davis would be more of like a high upside flex, and Dawson Knox, I mean, he's a tight end, so. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game, so he has a good chance of, of snagging one in the end zone. So I would say both those guys can be played um, as well in this matchup. I mostly agree. I like Dawson Knox. Gabe Davis has been productive from you know an, an NFL standpoint, but not really a fantasy standpoint. Since yeah. week six, he scored double-digit points one time. And nice. during that stretch, that's the only time he had more than 70 yards. He had a touchdown and 93 yards. It's Gabe Davis, to me, is someone who's going to lose your your game this week. I honestly, yeah. I can't fuck with him. It's a boomer bust option for sure. Um, I'd say... The you boom know, ain't it, there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare boom, but when he does boom, he does boom. So I... You know, we've seen it before, you know, at the end of the year last year, Gabe Davis had four touchdowns or whatever against the Chiefs. Um, it's just, I, I think I view him as someone with like a really high ceiling, but you hope it hits and chances are it probably isn't, but if he does, it could win you, could win you the week. So I'd say if you have like multiple flex spots, um, or if you're really thin at receiver, then you can you can plug Gabe Davis in. But other than that, yeah, you probably have better, more consistent options. Yeah, that's the only way I would do it. In, in the last five weeks, he has he's averaging three catches, maybe five targets per game, and we're talking, uh, it's horrible, honestly. Maybe maybe fifty yards per game, and he only has two touchdowns in the last five weeks. So you're yep. you're really relying on him scoring a touchdown. So I know you're saying with the whole boomer bust thing, and if you're thin at wide receiver, that's the only way he's worthy. And you have to be really thin at wide receiver. Because even if he scores a touchdown, the last two times he scored a touchdown, he didn't even break double digits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a risky one. I'm not saying I, he's an absolute must start. I'm just saying <laughs> it, he could be viable, depending on your no. roster. No, nah, I'm just saying you're completely wrong. And you're <laughs> yeah, you're really no. adamant about this. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. I'm the trying Bengals. to save people, man. He's a, he's a, he's the biggest red flag I've seen this whole episode. But All right. yeah, if you're thinner receiver, well, I'm like not said, starting him. I'm just saying, like, he's not even on any of my rosters. I'm just saying, if if you have multiple flex positions and you're 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 thinned out, like he, yeah. there is a path where he could have a huge game. Um, yeah, if you have, have five flexes, <laughs> there's a lot maybe. of leagues that have multiple flexes. <laughs> yeah, okay, I won't drive it home too much, but yeah, he—that's the biggest red flag I've seen in a long time on this podcast. All right, other side of the ball, Bengals. It's pretty easy. Um, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. Um, that's it. Uh, I wouldn't start Tyler Boyd. I know he's there but he's still dealing with that finger injury um the broken finger so i just i wouldn't um i wouldn't trust him tyler boyd or gabe davis gabe davis yeah it's honestly we're talking shit pull at this point 
They're both horrible. They're going to fuck you over. So, yeah. All right. Let's get into the starts of the week. Yeah, that's all the matchups. Yep. Um, Starts of the week. All right. Do you want to start? No, start off with Tyler's. Who's reading it? Me or you? Oh, God. Uh, You can read it. it. Let me do it. I think think I've ever read Tyler's starts of the week if he's not here. So, yeah, Big Irby, his quarterback start of the week, is going to be Aaron Rodgers versus the Vikings. Congratulations, (laughs) James. But you feel good about that. Uh, Plain and simple, the Packers. It's (laughs) It's definitely a risky one. Yeah, now that I'm seeing this. but I'll just I'll just say what you know Tyler wanted to say on this podcast. Obviously, he's not here. So plain and simple, the Packers have to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And Rodgers will not let this team lose this week, and will put that responsibility on his own shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't help but be sarcastic about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to read this like he like he wrote it. Um, but. He's right. The Vikings do give up a ton of points to quarterbacks, fifth worst in the league at this point, uh, just under 20 points per game. And Rodgers will take advantage this week against a division opponent and maybe have his best game of the season. Tyler did say he will have his best game of the season. I can't help but put my opinion in this. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so Tyler is confident that Aaron Rodgers will have his best game of the season against the Vikings this week. All right. (laughs) <laughs> you don't even sound confident. You're the Packers well, guy. <laughs> I mean, it's just been like Rodgers, you know, even in the games that they win, he hasn't been doing a whole lot of fantasy production. You know, it's like last week, 13 points. The week before that, 11 points. The week before that, 13 points. The week before that, 11 points. So I don't know, man. I'm just, uh, I'd be nervous about, bad year. about starting Raj. Even in the good matchup, I get it. Um, just it's sketchy. Well, if you're looking at it right now, what the last time they played the Vikings, are you do you still have it up? Last time the Packers played the Vikings, what did Aaron Rodgers have? That was like week it was week one and yeah, he had they got killed. He had three fantasy points. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> he went uh he had twenty two completions on thirty four attempts for hundred and ninety five yards and an interception. He was sacked Hell four yeah. times. So Aaron Rodgers, end of the season, a uh, different story, apparently, <laughs> according to Big Irby. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I hope he has a great game, but I'm worried about it from a fantasy perspective. No, oh, Okay. <laughs> you want to do yours next or mine? What are we doing here? I'll go. Uh, I'll do my quarterback. It's Justin Fields uh, playing the Detroit Lions. I know he had a tough game last week against the Bills, but um, uh, he's now playing in the game with the highest implied point total on on the on the week. Um, I think he runs for nearly a hundred yards. I think he has a big game, twenty fantasy points. Um, I think he's a top elite option at quarterback this this week against the Lions. I can vibe with that. That will probably go with my tight end start of the week, which we will get into later. Hint, hint. But if you oh. know, you already, you already know who I'm talking about. So my quarterback start of the week, that's probably my biggest reach of the year, but I'm pretty confident in this one. Uh, Brock Purdy going against the Raiders. 
Brock Purdy. If you don't know him, he is the quarterback for the 49ers. He has at least two touchdowns in every single game in the last four weeks, which puts him into starting quarterback territory uh, pretty much during that whole time period. If you're throwing two touchdowns, you're in a pretty good spot every week. And even though Las Vegas ranks surprisingly high against quarterbacks, the Raiders really are one of the worst teams at forcing quarterback turnovers. They're like bottom three in the league. They have, I think they have like four or five interceptions forced on the year. The Raiders suck against quarterbacks. So another two touchdown performance from Brock Purdy, really not out of the question. Is he going to, you know, finish number one? Obviously he's not but he's going to finish as a top 12 quarterback. Right on. <clears throat> All right. Tyler's running back start of the week is James Conner versus the Falcons. Conner has been killing it lately, says Tyler, scoring at least 18 <laughs> points in five of his last six games. His work in the passing game has also significantly increased since Kyler Murray went down. He has five or more targets in the three games without Murray. This week, he is going up against the Falcons, who are middle of the pack against running backs, but are still giving up 20 points per game. And there is no one in the Cardinals' backfield competing for touches with Connor. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, no, I I, I can fuck with that. That that, that pick fucks hard, for sure. That's a hard fucking pick. Um... <laughs> it fucks for sure. Pause. Uh, my running back start of the week. What? Actually, the same uh, matchup here. I'm going Tyler Algier versus the Cardinals. Um, Tyler. Wait. Tyler's Algier. Tyler's Algier. Um, he's kind of taken over the backfield. Cordero is, uh, as he does every year, you know, fading out um, because he's 45 years old. The Cardinals over the last four weeks have been the second worst team against running backs, giving up nearly 36 points per game to the position. Um, Only uh, better than the shitty Colts. So it's a really good matchup for Tyler Algier. I think they're going to utilize him a lot. He's been running really well. He looks good. Um, He's productive. So I think he has a big game in uh, championship week. And I think he's one of those guys that's kind of off the radar that you could start and you would be happy with. Like if I had to choose Tyler Algier or Aaron Jones, I'd probably go Tyler Algier. Man, we're at a crazy point in this season, but that's fancy football for you. Cause I totally agree. Yep. 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 And you were all about Aaron Jones all off season, but you know, a lot changes in four months. So, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'm with you on that one. My running back start of the week is going to be Brian Robinson going to go up against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Many, 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 many men <laughs> wish death upon him. So, you know, Cleveland's giving up 117 yards per game and one touchdown per game per season to backfields as an average. And lately, Brian Robinson has been the majority ball carrier for this backfield. And when I say 117 yards per game, that's on the ground. That's not through the air. That's strictly on the ground. Antonio Gibson is still hanging around, getting some receiving you know, work. But 
as of lately, it's been Brian Robinson on the ground. So I, I like Brian Robinson to get, you know, 90 yards, hopefully a touchdown this week. I like that pick a lot. <clears throat> I think they're going to rely on him uh, heavily. And um, I think Antonio Gibson's still dealing with an injury. It's not even certain that he's going to be playing. So especially if Antonio Gibson is out, uh, yeah, Brian Robinson's a, it's a great pick. I think he's going to have a big game. <laughs> Should I do Tyler's wide receiver since we're like trading it off right now? I did the quarterback, you did the wide sure. the running back. Sure, but the okay. son of a bitch took my receiver, I just realized. You guys have the wow. same receiver? Yeah, but I I'll pivot. I'll I'll do someone else. Oh, someone are you gonna else. No, fuck it, dude. We can we can double down. Let, let's see what Tyler said here. So Tyler, uh big Irby, his wide receiver start of the week is gonna be Garrett Wilson versus the Seahawks, his own team. What a douchebag. Garrett Wilson, this is all everything that he said, so <laughs> just hear me out here. Garrett Wilson must be licking his chops right now. <laughs> <laughs> he gets Hell his yeah. guy. He, says he gets Tyler. his guy. <laughs> yeah, says Tyler. He gets <laughs> his guy Mike White back and gets a Seattle defense that has not been good. What? Has not been any good. Okay, we're getting country out here. Okay. Let me restart. He gets his guy Mike White back and gets a Seattle defense that has not been any good most of the year. Surprisingly, Seattle does not give up that many points to receivers, only 22 points per game, the third best mark in the league, but that will not matter this week for Wilson because when Mike White is a starter, Wilson is averaging 18.3 points per game and has two points or two games with more than 20 points. Garrett Wilson will have another wide receiver one finish this week, says Tyler Big Irby Erbach. That son of a bitch. That was my pick. But uh, yeah, I, you, think Garrett, I think Garrett Wilson's a great, great pick. Oh, good job of reading through the document before you wrote what you're fucking <laughs> writing here. Uh, I thought I, I don't know. I guess I just didn't see it. Um, I will pivot since uh tyler stole garrett wilson and i'll i'll throw lazard out there um just because christian watson's banged up um it's a really good matchup i think lazard gets some of those deep ball targets um from raj and hopefully maybe a nice little quick slant at the goal line to score a touchdown so i'll do alan lazard against the vikings not surprising you know, Packers fan doubling down on your your stake ownership, your one one hundred thirteen thousandth of a stake or whatever the hell it is. It's more than that. All you cheeseheads out here. So my wide receiver start of the week is going to be Devonta Smith versus the New Orleans Saints. I think this is two weeks in a row I'm rolling with Smith, and it's for good reason. Because in the last two weeks, Gardner Minshew has been his quarterback. And when I say the last two weeks, I mean last week and this week. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yep. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I I did say that wrong. So, you know, last week he'd have Gardner Minshew as a quarterback. This week he is also going to have Gardner Minshew as his quarterback because Jalen Smith is not going to play. And with Gardner Minshew at quarterback last week, Devontae Smith put up season highs in fantasy points, targets, and touchdowns. He scored two touchdowns. So it's the most targets he's had, most fantasy points, most touchdowns he's had all season. I don't think he'll recreate the two touchdowns, 
that's pretty hard to do. But I think he is the obvious favorite. Oh, why am I doing this? The obvious favorite for Gardner Minshew at quarterback. And Devontae Smith should have a good game. He'll definitely do real good this week. All right, Tyler's tight end start of the week. I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but he chose Mark Andrews, the Baltimore tight end <laughs> versus the Steelers. I guess he wants to give a um, a nod of confidence since he has not been great the last few weeks. But uh, let's hear what he had to say. Now, before you get all crazy, <laughs> he's Tyler said, now before you get all crazy about picking the tight end three on the season, Look at what Andrews has done the second half of the season. Since week six in games that Andrews played the whole game, he is only averaging 5.5 points per game. That is good for tight end 26. The Steelers are not a great matchup as they are a top 10 defense against tight ends, but Andrews is overdue for a big game, and he finally gets one this week. That was kind of all counter. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Contradictive. Contradicting to to picking Mark Andrews, was it not? <laughs> yes. Like five point five points per game, tight end twenty six, um, top ten yeah, defense I, against tight ends. He didn't sell me. If he was here, I'm sure he would have. We're all salesmen on this podcast, so he would he would have done a better job of saying what he wrote there. Um, yeah. uh, the way you read it, I'm not sold, and you can fuck off. Well, I was kind of confused, like as I was reading it, because I was like, "Uh, this is where's the good stuff? Where's the positive?" But yeah, whatever. let me back him up a little bit, though. When Tyler Huntley does play, he hyper targets Mark Andrews, so um, it, it's definitely not a bad pick. I'm reaching back to last year, though, when when Tyler Huntley did play. Mark Andrews was his absolute favorite target. It's a little different story this year. Things have changed. So um, I'm not fully against it. I'm not fully for it. I am in the gray. Yeah, I mean, he's had decent targets, I guess, the last few weeks with Huntley. But, like, what are the value of those targets? You know, I mean, it's just not great. Um yeah. Yeah, things have changed since last year. But last year, when Tyler Huntley was playing, Mark Andrews was by far the tight end one. Mm-hmm. So uh, it might happen again. We'll see what happens. He, they definitely have a good history together. I'll just say that. All right. Uh, who's up? Me? Uh, I think I lost track. Yeah, it's you. Fuck it. Do it. <laughs> uh, my tight end start of the week, David Njoku versus Washington. Um, surprisingly, Washington's been really good, uh, pretty good against running backs, quarterbacks, and receivers, but where they've given up some some points is um, at the tight end position, actually. So near the bottom of the league in points per game, given up to the tight end position um, over the last four weeks, they've given up an average of just about 14 points per game to the tight end position. They had a lot of trouble with um, Kittle last week and, you know, David Njoku, I view him as another kind of freak athlete tight end. Um, And so I think he's going to give them a lot of problems. Watson has been looking his way a little bit more. Um, thank God. So 
I think you can count on David Njoku this week. I think he has a, a nice top uh, six tight end finish. I can see that happening. Uh, I like David Njoku a lot. I was struggling this week between starting David Njoku and Dalton Schultz in my championship league uh, or the league I'm in a championship game in. I started Dalton Schultz, thank God, because he had two touchdowns. Yeah. But um, it was it was a tough decision for sure because Dalton or David Njoku is very close to Dalton Schultz in value, so yeah. I I thought about it quite a bit and that's a good one I can mess with that. Um, my tight end start of the week is going to be Cole Komet versus the Lions. Last time he played the Lions, he had his season best game of the year. He put out 74 yards and two touchdowns. Obviously, that's not really something you can rely on because things change, and this was like week six when that happened. But in the last four weeks, Cole Komet has been averaging six targets per game, which really at this point is the kind of things you expect and what you want from a starting tight end. Doesn't blow your mind, but I like Cole Komet versus the Lions. Alrighty, lots of points to be scored in that game. Hopefully, Cole Command is part of that. Um, all right, let's. I think uh, so. Let's, yeah, I think so too. Let's wrap it up though with some uh, some defenses for the people. Stinky's defenses of the week. Oh, Stinky's defenses of the week. I only got two for you. So the first team I got is going to be the New York Giants playing the Colts. The Giants should be available in most leagues as uh, it's typical of when I gave my defenses of the week, I'm talking about defenses you should hopefully be able to pick up from your waiver wire. So the Giants are playing the Colts and the Giants have been a really good defense this year. Surprisingly, you know, they, they are top 10 in fantasy points. They're surprisingly low rostered, I think below 20%. And if you haven't been paying attention, the Colts are starting Nick Foles at quarterback. And last (laughs) week, they looked absolutely trash. They looked even worse when they were starting Matt Ryan. So, you know, the Giants definitely a good play against Mm -hmm. the Colts here with, you know, it used to be big dick foals. We were talking about it on the last last episode. Now it's limp dick foals. (laughs) Uh, You know, things change. Credit to Big Irby for that one, for limp dick foals. I didn't make that up. That was him. It's all him. Genius. But the uh, uh, pretty genius, honestly. I, I like it a lot. Definitely limp dick foals at this point. But the other defense that I like this week is going to be the Cardinals versus the Atlanta Falcons. And the Falcons have had a pretty strong running game all year. Their passing game has been struggling. Uh, even It doesn't matter whether it's Mariota or Destin Ritter at quarterback. But they recently de- named Destin Ritter as a starting quarterback, and not much has changed. So I like the Cardinals against the Falcons. And this is another team that is a top 10 defense on the year overall not giving up that many points kind of skirting under the radar and they're rostered and i think 14 percent of leagues on sleeper so two defenses that are readily available for you that should not completely fuck you over in championship week yeah i picked up the uh the giants in our home league for for my championship bout and uh 
I'm excited about against that. Against your going against your brother, right? Yep. It's an all uh it's an all Dreers championship. Yeah, it sounds it like be. collusion to me, but yeah, fuck you guys. Sounds like you guys suck. All right. Fuck um, off. <laughs> that'll do it for I would be facing you. No, don't even start it. I would be facing you if I didn't I had DeAndre Hawkins had ten targets. Yeah. One catch for four yards. Shouldn't I would be facing him. you and I would beat you. I told you not to start him and, and you did it anyway and and here you are. I had Play, no better playing starter. for third. Uh, well, who's going to start a guy who has 10 targets and lose? I lost by eight points. This guy had 10 targets. But, yeah, but what what are the value of those targets? They're coming from Trace McSorley. So, uh, yeah, that's a, a lesson learned. Fuck off, dude. And the podcast. <laughs> uh, maybe next year. But that'll do it for uh, this episode of the Fantasy Football Fathers. Catch us on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Um, Make sure you like, subscribe, and give us a a rating of five stars or higher. And uh, good luck in your championship games this week. Um, I think we're going to be back next week for all you psychos that that play through week 18. So, yeah. We are. I guess we'll we'll be here for you for that if you are playing through week 18. But um, just a heads up, don't do that anymore. Edit your league so that it ends um, on week 17. Um, well, I think that's the championship league is where you do a two week championship. Yeah, that's dumb. No, thank yeah, you. It's dumb, but it doesn't matter. We'll give you waiver wires on Tuesday and the starts like we usually do Thursday and Friday. We got you. All righty. Good luck. And uh, we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.